everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in for Wine with DeWine. Oh, no, wait. That's just Ohio. That's just Ohio. We're so into that. Is DeWine here right now? <laughs> and special guest on on the phone, we have Mike DeWine, governor of Ohio, to tell you how you can better board game during COVID-19. So this episode is going to be nine hours long? <laughs> he does have a very <laughs> measured way of speaking. Yeah, he does. But hey, man, Ohio is revolutionizing this pandemic thing. No, this is the Board Game Mechanics. Thanks for joining us. I'm Katie, and with me, as always... Mike DeWine. <laughs> you definitely don't sound like Mike DeWine. <laughs> no. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Jason. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta be honest. I'm always honest. I'm always gonna be myself. I didn't really want to record. Didn't really want to. I have been... Doing a lot of um, work with my kids on their schoolwork. Not so much today because I just gave in and gave up. Uh, doing work with my students, which that crap changes every day. I went to the grocery store today, which in and of itself is crazy. But um, I am enjoying an excellent beverage because of my grocery store efforts. So now I feel ready. Like once we get started, I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. The Riveted, you guys are amazing. That's the podcast and the podcast. Let's love on our riveted community. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> they're pretty okay. <laughs> they're pretty okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I hope you all are hanging in there. I am a true extrovert. So uh, this whole stay at, home, ho- stay at home order from Mike DeWine. That special beverage is already kicking in, huh? <laughs> like two sips out of my star trek scotty cup she can't take much more of this captain anyway scotty's so good he's so good he's so good but original series is so good oh my gosh we're not gonna start that again we've already been over this yeah so the social distancing is really hard i miss people i'm a hugger i miss my orange slices as we talked about last week so um i'm not doing okay people i'm not doing okay but i'm glad to be here with you i'm glad to be playing board games Oh yeah, uh, I've I'm okay. I'm working from home. Uh, I'm sure that doesn't <laughs> doesn't <laughs> help you at That's all. That's even more but. more time with me and Jason <laughs> together. The only thing I wish is that we could play more board games. But say love you, I guess. We're playing some, so we'll talk about those in a little bit. But first, that is true. We've got some news. I I am the one phoning in on the news front this week. What a slacker. I, I, I'm honestly tired of being on the internet. Like, uh. <laughs> I, really, I just am, I think. So, um, but I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Frosthaven. That's out on Kickstarter right now. Um, sequel to Gloomhaven. Obviously, all of you who love Gloomhaven, I know there's several people in the Ruby community who really like Gloomhaven, who really like Dungeon Crawls, um... Who just like that kind of game. And I think I would like it too. Actually, um, I was at my friend's wedding this summer and I was dancing with um, my friend's brother who he's been like a big brother to me since I was probably in first grade. Um, and he was saying that he and his cousins, um, one of whom is one of my ex-boyfriends, actually are playing Gloomhaven, had been even then playing Gloomhaven over like, I think, Google Meetup or something. So they were already doing that kind of social distancing thing with gaming and that this game seems to be something that really works for that. So hopefully the delivery date of March 2021, we're not still um, having to stay at home and <laughs> away from each other. 
But there's a lot of people really like Gloomhaven. It's kind of this um, northern kind of setting, lots of snow and ice. Um, there's 27 days left um, by the time this airs, and it's already like 300% funded or something, like obscenely funded. Um, and to get just your basic box without shipping is 100 bucks. So if you like Gloomhaven, if you like Ginger Crawls, Frosthaven is out there waiting for you to pledge. Yeah, so let me talk about some news. Uh, <laughs> Dead silence from Jason Crickets Crickets on how he feels about Frosthaven. <laughs> if you can't say something nice, you just go on to the next thing. That's what I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to talk about a couple things that I found. And the first one is a little trilogy of little 10-minute games from BoardGameTables.com. They've done on tour. They've done QE. So they've got some decent games under their belts. And these games are called GPS, Sequoia, and Mountain Goats. So I looked up these. That um, I looked up Sequoia and Mountain Goats, and I looked up G- I, then I kind of looked up GPS, and it looked boring. So I'm not going to talk about that one. <laughs> but okay, for, <laughs> for Mountain Goats, it's a little dice game. So you're rolling these dice, and you're trying to put down pairs of I think five to twelve, and you're trying to be. If you put a five down on the five row, you're going to move your goat up one. But if you put two sets of five, like a five and then a two and a three, you're going to move your goat up two. What you're trying to do is you're trying to be the first goat to read the top of these these numbers, and you're going to get a bonus. And I think it's whoever, once ever, there's a goat at the top of all of them, the game ends whenever everyone points to the winner. So that's Mountain Goats. It's real cute. It has little cute goat meeples. Um, and Sequoia I'm all about the meeples. Is, that's true. You do love me- meeples. So you should check this one out. It has, it has goats. Are you going to let me back it? You should check this out. It has goats. <laughs> so why should I check it out if you're not going to let me have it? I mean, we do have some government cheese coming, so maybe. <laughs> I'm going to put put it down on Frosthaven, man. See how you like it. <laughs> That's not funny. So the next, ga- the next game is Sequoia, which plays kind of similarly. You're rolling some dice, and you have to make two pairs. I'm not sure what the numbers go to, but what you're trying to do is you're putting these pairs in certain locations to build up these flower petals on certain locations to kind of be you know have the most like an area majority in the air in that spot i don't i don't i don't remember how this one ends but i'm sure whoever has most points is the winner and gps is like a little is just spinner you're spinning this little rocket ship and you're trying to put these satellites out where the rocket ends and what you're trying to do is you're trying to get your satellites in a certain column all around the outside of the planet so say i put my my first satellite second like somebody puts theirs down on the first and i put my next one down on the second where the rocket ship's pointing every other time the rocket ship ends i need to get my satellite into that second column so you're trying to get all your satellites on the board in the same column or row or whatever so that just didn't seem that interesting but i wanted to talk about it so 20 days left 39 dollars to get all three games or you can buy one of them for 15 dollars and i think shipping is four dollars and every game after the first one is free. Nice. Which is a pretty good deal. That is a sweet deal. That's in, uh, U.S. only. So I, I didn't look anywhere else, but that was U.S. only. So these look cool. So if you're interested in little fillers with neat production and you like the stuff that Board Game Tables has done previously, maybe go check that out. And surprisingly, like, on tour, that game is really fun. And, like, we played it with my sister, the accountant. 
you know, the one that has no fun absolutely at all. It's like a joy of life. <laughs> she actually really liked it. And it, it's like, it really is like a fun kind of engaging little game. And it's from a place that makes board game tables. So I am interested in these games. And especially when they've got cute meeples. Like, that's pretty exciting. Yep, that's true. That one is definitely, the of, of those three games, Mountain Goats seems like the most fun, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So if I was going to back any of them, if I didn't want to back all three, the one I would be I would back in mountain goats for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'm feeling GPS, but Sequoia, I do love trees. Yeah, Sequoia and mountain goats seem pretty good, but mountain goats are still the top of the the mountain, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh man, I'm hilarious. All right, and then the next thing I wanted to talk about is a game that I actually had an opportunity to do a video for, but they left off their Kickstarter page because that's what they like to do. Calm down. Don't get salty. And Oh, look at that. I did it. Yeah, that's true. You did. <laughs> so this game is called Salt and Sail, and it's from Ka- Kazudu Games. Kazudu? I don't know how you say it. Kazudu. Kazudu, maybe. Yeah, that might be right. Kazudu Games. It has six days left. It's $49. And what this game is, is it's an exploration game at sea. So everybody's going to be the captain of a boat, and you're going to be moving around this sea to try to hit certain encounters or ports to find like treasure or different creatures for points. Some of the treasure you have to take back to the um, the city and actually sell it to get the points, but some of the monsters, when you find them, they're just points right away. You're trying to upgrade your boat. You're trying to collect these uh, cargo that you can sell for money. It's just basically exploration and you're trying to find the most things before all the things have been found, and you want to have more points than everybody else. Hmm. Uh, you played this, right? Didn't you play I this with us? I don't think so. This is the one where uh, I'm pretty sure you played it. It was me, you, Brandon, and Josie, and it had these red and green cubes that go in this boat, and there were flame tokens. You're drawing these little tokens out of a black bag that have, like, periscopes on them. You don't remember this? Uh, I'm like I'm like ninety percent sure that you played. I, this I vaguely remember it. Like some of those things that you're saying sound familiar, but I can't piece it together in my brain. Katie did play this. She just doesn't remember. <laughs> Apparently, but. it wasn't quite my cup of tea because it did not stick out to me. Yeah, did it, I just rhyme. I mean, it's, I'm talking a rhyme now. That's creepy. You, you did. Your special drink is really kicking <laughs> in. Uh, so this isn't really my cup of tea game either. It's a, I don't really like these things, but it was enjoyable. I had a good time playing it. Probably not something I would keep going back to, but if you like these games and. Oh, oh, oh. is this the one where like you could go to these different, like different places? Like there's like an island in the middle. Yes. um, And like you had different people on your boat. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah. You liked it more than I did. Yeah. I mean, it was still enjoyable to play. Like I didn't hate playing it. It just wasn't something that I would look on the shelf and say. Man, I really need to play this. I, I think I would definitely but, play it again because I, I think I had fun. So if you like exploration and pirate theme, yeah, check this out. So six days left, $49 salt and sale from Kazudu. Kazudu. And that's the last piece of news that I have. I have no news. All right. So I could, I mean, I have f- news. Like I could just talk about like random stuff about my life. Oh. and. Uh, let's just go on to games played. <laughs> All right, fine. This first game that we played, Jason is so pumped to talk about. Oh man, I was 
<laughs> I saw this game and that it existed, and once I saw it, I knew I had to have it. I didn't even care if it was awful. I just had to have it. And then New Hotness Buddy found two copies. And he's like, hey, I don't really want this, but do you want one of these? I was like, yes, I want one of these. Please pick it up. You should have got both. We could have I sh- banked. I should have, but yeah, I didn't. It's fine. He, I think he sold the other one. Yeah. But this game is the Insane Clown Posse deck building game called Into the Echo Side. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's glorious. Okay, so to preface this, um, <laughs> Jason used to be... An ICP Juggalo Juggalo fanboy, like wearing the Hatchet Man t-shirts. I had all of the Joker card shirts. That's how in deep I was. Now, my only interaction with ICP was that for some reason, all these this one. I remember one dude in particular. There were several dudes in my high school. That wore their ICP shirts and for some reason always wanted to talk to me and be friends with me. And like, I was a, like a nerdy prep in high school. Like I always dressed like, like real preppy and I was in all honors classes. Like I never did anything wrong, but these ICP dudes like always wanted to hang out with me. And I sat behind one guy in health class I don't think he wore any other shirt that did not have a clown or a hatchet man on it. And he There is no other shirt. There's only ICP. And he would like randomly in the middle of class pick my pick my desk up off the floor, like the front two legs, like just because it scared me. And then like he, Is that your arch nemesis? No. He was an ICP oh, kid? Heck no. Oh okay. No, 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 all right. No. All right. No. I was like, wow, that's not what I was expecting at all. No, no, no. <laughs> this is this is health class general population kind of stuff. Gen pop, all, all right, the regular you. kids. Um, and he carved like a wooden bat keychain in shop class, which I did not go to. And he gave it to me one day. Um Juggalos are loyal, okay. <laughs> I was of course nice, um, but I just didn't get it. The shirts were scary because I hate, hate clowns so much, like so much. Um, and they were always kind of dirty. Like that's a, I, mean, I realize that's kind of a generalization, but it seemed to hold pretty no, true. No, I was dirty. I think you're right on. I, I didn't discover showering until I stopped wearing those shirts. <laughs> so that's all I know about ICP. Like, that's it. Like, I know a little bit that there's Fago somehow involved. But other than that, I've never heard a single ICP song. I know about Hatchaman. I know about Juggalos, Juggalettes. That's that's where it stops. And then Jason wants to play this game. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> you did say that you wanted to play the game. You said, Why not, have you played the ICP game yet? I said, no. She's like, do you want to? And then we played it. Because if you're going to ask me that question, we're going to play that game. In my defense, we have been spending a lot of time together at this house. And you seemed grouchy that day um, after work. And so I didn't want you to be grouchy because I couldn't handle being around you longer if you were grouchy. So I thought maybe if we played this game, (laughs) you would get off my back. And plus it's a deck builder, which is one of my favorite game types. And I'm also boss at deck builders. So I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. I can handle some weird clown artwork for, you know, an hour. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about how the deck building part. I just want to tell you the things that are a little bit different with this one. 
So this one, aside from the weird ICP artwork that brought me back to my nostalgia days. <laughs> and meant nothing to me. Uh, <laughs> aside from that, this one has a few different little mechanisms. It had this thing called a Wheel of Fate, uh-huh. which is from like an ICP song, uh-huh. whatever. And basically what it is is some of the cards, when you purchase them with your karma, you get to roll this die. It's a 12-sided die. And whatever side of the die came up, whatever face came up, it would let you get something. So maybe it would give you karma. Maybe it would let you draw some cards. Maybe it would give you one of these special powerful cards that are called a favor card. Flavor. Just, yeah, 12 different things other than number one. Number one didn't do anything. So 11 things on this die that could give you things. So it's just going to give you this cool fun bonus. So that's one cool thing. And then the second thing, which I just kind of mentioned, is the flavor card, which is like this powerful card that you can get into your hand. But if you don't use it during your turn, it goes to the flavor discard pile. So if you get it, you might as well use it because that would be silly. Otherwise, you're discarding it and it's just a waste. But other than that, pretty straightforward. You're buying cards from the like a row, like Ascension style. And you're trying to get as much karma as you can to buy these big dogs called Epic cards. They're like the main characters in the ICP crew. They're Shaggy 2 Dope, Violent J, all their home slices. Tech 9. And... And we played. There were seven of them. There were supposed to be eight, but one of them got caught somewhere else. And Katie bought six, <laughs> and I got one. One. Yeah. Needless one. to say, I whooped him so bad. One. One. So bad. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious the Juggalos love me, and that game made it even more clear. Because I... Ran that board so well. Another thing that they, it does is they're, the cards are in different crews. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is different, too. Um, which you can cut. It's almost like in um, Legendary, Marvel Legendary, where you've got like, oh, X-Men and, you know, like that. Except when you get three of the same type of tr- crew together in one hand that you're playing, they give you a special power. So one crew could give you two more karma to buy things with. Um, another crew could let you draw an extra card. And then another crew could let you um, get a flavor card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that was kind of cool, too, because then you're trying to balance. Then you've got, like, a couple – there are a couple cards that you can declare a crew for them. So then you're trying to say, okay, well, what do I need? Um, and so I was really surprised because the cards worked so well together. Like, they really I was did. really impressed. Like, I hate yeah. – Domin- I love deck builders, but I hate Dominion. It's boring and stupid. Now, this one is definitely stupid in that I don't care about Insane Clown Posse at all (laughs) or anything that they have anything to do with. I do not promote their music or their (laughs) attitude towards women particularly. They love women. They love Juggalettes. Uh, Yeah, okay. As long as they're like barely dressed and like don't have a brain. Still women. I mean. So I'm not like supporting them. But this game is actually a really great deck builder. And because that the synergy was there and like the abilities were there, like there was this one hand that I probably pulled out twenty cards. You yeah, you she played for like thirty minutes of our hour game in this one hand. <laughs> it was awful. Because like cards were stacking on each other. I was getting flavor cards, I was getting these um I got a crew bonus because you only have one crew bonus per hand, but I was getting these fortune cards. I was buying like these epic cards that were giving me more powers. Everything was just stacking. It was awesome. That's like a good deck builder. When you can start out slow and then you start like building your hand and then it just like clicks and you start slaying. Like it was awesome. Like I was in the zone. Me and the Juggalos. 
So Katie's favorite game of all time <laughs> is the ICP deck building game into the Echo Side. Spoiler. <laughs> Forget Grand Austria Hotel. What? <laughs> Daniel Tashini? What? <laughs> I did say, so I did a video for this, and I did say that this might be my favorite deck building game. And I don't know if it's just because of the theme gave me the nostalgia feels, but it did play really well too. So you think it's better than Tonto Core? I think I might like it better, but again, I, I'm blinded by the theme. I think you are re- too, because Tonto Core has this yeah. extra mechanisms in the couple different decks right. that I think make it really good. Yeah, I mean it's probably better, but I really did enjoy this one. Like I would play it again right now. It's that fun. I play it again right now too. Because I just love to win. Yeah, you do love to win. All right, so I think we've talked about this game enough. So maybe we should move on to the next game that we want to talk about. Oh, it's another game that I won, and you all got to witness it. We played Merlin. No, I deleted this from the Facebook page. No one saw it. It doesn't exist. Scott did. He bet money on me. That's true. (laughs) Scott, you're the MVP. (laughs) Yeah, so we're not doing... Before we talk about Merlin, we're not doing individual games this time because we can't hang out with anybody else. So we're just going to talk about the couple games that we managed to get to play. So right, that's like why we're only, talking about these Yeah, two the games. only games I've been playing separately from Jason is I've been doing like an um, like a Zoom play of Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. And I really can't talk about that without giving spoilers. And you don't want to hear about it every week. Because I probably play a case or two a week. Right. And we just talked about that last week, so we kept it off. Exactly. So if we play games, it has to be with Jason and I. And since... Unfortunately, we are the two co-hosts. You only get to see the games we played. Sorry. Yep. So Merlin, that's what we the second game we played. Yeah, and Merlin, um, like, we whipped through this game as a two-player. Like, it was crazy fast. It was less than an hour. The video was like 56 minutes or something like that. Yeah, which is, like, I feel like I remember it taking longer, but the last time we played it, it was a three-player and Brandon had some AP because he's a min maxer. Yep, yep. So, but yeah, like yeah, I never struggle with that. We just bang through games. Yeah, but I actually won. I won, and Jason kept saying it's because I was using his strategy. Uh, your strategy being part of the game. <laughs> and it worked, didn't it? Huh? No, yes, it I did. did not focus on that. I was doing other things, but I kind of let let go of like the picks because they weren't doing me enough good. Yeah, they were sucking up. Um, and normally I do spend a lot of time like completing cards because I really like games that have like card goals and I tend to be driven by that. Or like if I have like a hand of like employees or, you know, like patrons or whatever, which there are several games that are kind of like that, that are in my favorite games, I tend to focus on those cards to help me out. And really in Merlin, those cards don't help you that much. Right. And so yeah, really. it's kind of somewhat a waste to worry about those so i kind of tried to i just forgot about them for the most part this time and played the other parts of the board which did seem to work better yeah and we played with the arthur expansion because that's the only way i ever want to play it now because having that extra rondelle in the middle that arthur moves around on is really neat i i do i do like the Arthur expansion but i could see where it would be overwhelming like, the board is is even busier when you add the Arthur expansion and Queenie 1, um, which is the other expansion that we were playing with. But that just has to do with right. the area control portion, right? Or does that have to do with other stuff? Yeah, that's where you, when you build a building on that little sideboard, it's basically in the base game, none of those have anything printed on them. So they're just the color of the land. So you're just trying to do the area majority. But the Queenie 1 gives every tile a bonus, 
which I think is a little more interesting. It is. It is. But it is a lot going on. So I could see not always wanting to play with Arthur because it's like another, it's just an extra step. But I can't play with one. I can't play with one on live stream. Like, I know. That never happens. I've never played that game that bad. It was awful. That's how I feel every time we play a game on live stream. Every time I'm like, this is the worst (laughs) I've ever played this game in my life. (laughs) Ever. I usually win Merlin, too. Like, I don't know what it is, but I was playing awful. It was rough. I'm two for two this week. I know. We need to play ICP again. I beat you at Vinos, too. Oh, man. Oh, that's true. You did. We can play ICP again, but I will totally whoop you. I'm so good at deck builders. You barely have a chance, buddy. We're going to throw in the fiends. We're going to make it harder. Okay. We should live stream it. We should. We should. That would be awesome. Then you guys can watch the domination and see how the clowns love me. <laughs> and you can see the weird artwork in a game that like no one has or... Wants to but a lot of people, uh, No, a lot of people do seem to want it, yeah. according to my BGG post. A lot of weird closet juggalos. It doesn't matter if they're weird or not. They want this game. I need to know, in the Riveted, do you have any former juggalos out there? I guarantee you there's one. I want to know. I want to know. Tell us. Or juggalettes. We're not sexist here. Okay, no. No, I don't understand. Oh, don't even get me started on the juggalettes. <laughs> like, I can't even get there. No. Uh, all right, so I think we've given ICP enough uh, <laughs> right. publicity. Uh, so let's move on to our feature this week. Our feature this week, we have been, I've been trying to like stick with a theme because I feel like it should be timely on our podcast since we record them every week. We don't stock them up or anything, obviously, because you can see by our pretty okay um, content. But um, we, I felt like, okay, we did enough with uh, distancing, social distancing, all that stuff, quarantine. So this week, we want to talk about something a little more lighthearted. So we want to talk about games that are silly, they're ridiculous why as gamers we like them but we just enjoy them anyway like they're just they just are fun to us so jason i think you gotta kick us off with probably the ultimate game that's dumb but we love anyway oh yeah this was the first one that i thought of when you decided or when you brought this topic up and that is home stretch i mean we've talked about this game a lot joel's talked about this game a lot uh for good reason it's a fun game but when you boil this game down to a game, it's <laughs> placing bets on these little horses and rolling dice. That's it. It's a roll and move. It's a roll and move. Super random. Super lucky. But it is so much fun. And the accountant, we'll just call her the accountant. She's got like a mysterious name. The accountant really seemed to like this one as well. I know. Later, like the next Sunday, my sister was like, you know, I, I didn't really think I'd like that horse game, but... After a couple of rounds, I was like really into it. She's like, I really like that. <laughs> like, it's because we're natural born gamblers. Like, you just can't resist the pull of the ponies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, this game is so dumb. It's so, it shouldn't be a fun game at all. I mean, the artwork man, isn't I've... good at all. No, it's awful. Like, the little horses are like just cheap pieces of plastic. Um, yeah. And you're just rolling like two six siders, but. Man, you're getting into it. I'm, like, calling the horses by their name that, like, I have stock in. I'm, like, you know. Yeah. Come on. I like, like to. Bring, 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 uh, <laughs> I forget more their name. Bring Lucky Day home. I like to bet on 2 and 12 and then really try to get those 2 and 12 to cross the finish line. Oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. 
but it, it is a good game. But I, I admit that it is completely ridiculous. It is. Yeah, it shouldn't be fun. It shouldn't even be a game. But it's super fun, and it is a game. So I enjoy it, and that's why it made this list. All right. My first one, um, when I saw it was coming out, I thought, this is going to be a dumb IP game, but I love this IP so much I have to buy it. And that is Bob Ross, The Art of Chill. I used to watch Bob Ross as a kid all the time. His voice is so soothing. Um, He believes in you. He's such a positive person. Um, I have like all this Funko Pops. I just love Bob Ross. And I'm like, oh, a board game. I have to own it. Like, it's going to be like Candyland with Bob Ross on it or something. But it is actually such a fun game. So you get like Bob Ross's artwork on an easel and you are collecting paint and brushes in order to get the right paints on your palette and the right brush to paint along with Bob Ross. And you're trying to like paint certain elements before he gets through them. You've got your, you know, your happy trees and your majestic waters. And it's just, it is so easy. Like I have taught all kinds of for early beginner gamers this game because the IP is so accessible. Um, but then like even for gamers, like there's extra elements like, hey, how can I get the most points? I'm going to want to get these. Oh, what are those called? The little card supplies that you can. Expertise or something. Uh, you talking about like the little tiny cards yes, with, like green paint yes. and all that. Yeah, I don't remember what those are called. Know, but, but you can like get yeah. these um, cards that have like that give you like a permanent kind of equipment or paint, and you get extra points if you are able to use them. And you're rolling a die, and sometimes Bob just chills, and it's you're, you're trying to be the most chill. Like it seems so ridiculous, like it's so dumb, but it's such a fun game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like it does seem really dumb, and it seems like it shouldn't be fun or it shouldn't work. But it's super fun. And, like, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's like a set collection contract fulfillment game. But just being able to roll this die that has Bob Ross on it, and then you flip a card and it says Bob Ross is just chilling. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you move like the Bob Ross meeple. I love it. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I I agree with this pick. I concur. Thank you. This is a very chill pick. It is. It's so chill. <laughs> so the next game I want to talk about is pretty pretty weird uh i was gonna say quirky i don't know why i was gonna say quirky because that's not what we're talking about but this is an uve rosenberg game and no it's not agricola because agricola is not silly bonanza so this game i mean the first thing that i think is silly about it the artwork the artwork (laughs) yeah it's these little beans that are wearing clothes. There's like female beans. There's baby beans. There's a bean smoking a cigarette. There's like bean gangsters in like a big like limousine. Like it's silly. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't have any place in a game. But the game is actually really fun. So it's like a, a bidding set collection game where you're trying to get certain. You're trying to plant these beans in fields. And you're also trying to auction off or trade these beans with other people. And sometimes the people can just start yelling at their wife saying, I'm not going to let you take that trade. Mm. And then it just gets a little cutthroat with the trading. And it, re- really, the the whole part about this game that's silly is that part. Like, the rest of it is just kind of just a straight, you know, set collection game. Yeah. But the trading just makes this weird and silly because people were trading funny things. They're saying funny things. They're just, everything goes out the window and you have a good time. So, Bonanza, super silly, super fun. One that I like to play a lot, even though I probably shouldn't. 
No, it's, yeah, it's so great. And like people of all types love this game. They get super into it. Um, and it's just like cards with really bad bean artwork on there. <laughs> but really I remember, is. um, Stupid. one of my really good friends in college had this game and swore by it and loved it even then. And I don't think I play. I didn't play it with him, but he would talk on and on about it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, he was, John was right. This game is great and ridiculous at the same time. Yeah. Um, we only have one of the expansions, but there's like four or five of them. But just having the base game is silly enough, but throwing some babies and some, some lady beans and that makes it even sillier. But yeah, Bonanza. All right. I had trouble with this because like, I like a lot of silly games, um, but when I really think about it, I'm like, they're not that silly. There's something like amazing about each one. And how can I make it seem trivial when it's not? Um, I'm calling it audible because Jason wrote the games down on here and I just decided what I wanted to feel like <laughs> talking about. So my next game is a game that's totally a party game. And actually it is our top viewed video when Jason did a review of this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that is true colors. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> Jason obviously does not like this game. Because he doesn't like games like this. Like, I like games where it gets people talking. It gets you interacting with each other. It gets people to, like, open up, be a little silly. Um, And True Colors is like that. You each have a color, and you've each got these voting cards with everyone else's color on them. And someone will flip over a question, and it'll be like, "Um, who would you most like to have as a boss? And everyone secretly votes who they who in the group they want to have as their boss. And then you decide, okay, do most people want me to be their boss? Does nobody want me to be their boss? Or do some people? And then that's how you like score is based on how well you're able to predict the votes. And there's like ridiculous questions and like funny things to find out about each other. And you just end up laughing and um, just having a good time. I played this with a group of my friends from church. We went on um, like a ladies weekend away to Amish country and since things shut down early in Amish country, we were like hanging out at the house we had rented, like playing board games or going to play board games. So like, okay, Katie, you know, we don't want any of your like really in-depth, you know, thinky games. Like what's something that's just would be fun. And I'm like, I have the game. They were cracking up like secrets were spilled. Like, and it's just like really like cards with circled of color on them and a black voting box and like a series of questions. Like it really is not like I could recreate this in like five minutes with stuff I find around my house right now. Like it's nothing to it. Like it's so silly. And the questions are dumb. Like who's most likely to go to a nude beach or um, who is the worst at giving directions or I mean, who would make the best photographer, all this crazy stuff, but it just creates like such a fun atmosphere and i just love it so that's my pick is true colors yeah i don't i don't actually hate this game as far as party games go this one's okay by me because it has a set ending so you play a certain amount of rounds and then you end sometimes with party games they just go on and go on and go on and go on and i can't do that well, so when i played this last time to be fair we were just like yeah forget the score and just kept playing so exactly. you would exactly because it's fun because people hate have fun that. you big weirdo no, games have a beginning, they have a middle, and they have an end. They don't have a beginning, and that's it. That That's not a game. That's chaos. The game of life never ends, Jason. <sighs> yes, it does. No. It, it has a beginning. It has an ending. Of some sort, there's an ending. Party pooper. F- physical life. 
But that's a deeper discussion. All right. <laughs> the podcast and the podcast. Existentialism <laughs> with Jason and Katie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's that's a good pick. That is a silly game and it is enjoyable, sort of. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Throw me a bone. All right. So the, la- <laughs> the last one I want to talk about is also, I guess it's a party game. Uh, and it's called Ladies and Gentlemen. This It doesn't get much sillier than this. <laughs> so this is a game where uh, you're playing in teams of two so pairs. you're gonna have yeah pairs so there's gonna be a a male character a male role and a female role it doesn't have to be a male or a female whatever you can play whatever you want but what what's happening in this is the female role is going to be going shopping to try to pick out different clothes to go to this i think it's a ball i've never played the female side i believe it is a ball yeah so, you, so you're trying to get a fancy gown like some hats some handbags some jewelry and stuff from certain designers and then the guys, the male role, or whoever's playing that role, is going to work at the stock market. And they're trying to take these little tokens and they're flipping them to try to get certain types of goods to sell to meet these contracts to get money and other kinds of rewards. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to have a certain number of stars. So like some contracts that the guys fulfill will get stars. Some of the outfits that the, the ladies get will get um, stars. And you're just trying to have more stars than the other pairs that you're playing against. Uh, it's it's silly. Uh, it actually has really nice production for what it is. Like, it looks nice. It does. But, like, if you get too wrapped up in the roles of the game and the blatant sexism, <laughs> <laughs> if you get too wrapped up in that, don't. It's just a silly game. Make some guys be the ladies. Make some ladies be the guys' role. It's not a big deal. Just have fun with it. But as far as party games go, this is up there for me because... The role playing in it is silly. Like when you take when you're the man and you tell your woman that she can't have that dress, that's pretty funny to me. And I of course, like of course you up, would so. think that's funny because in real life you would never <laughs> dare say that to my face. That's true, but I can say it in this game and it's okay. And I think that's like the that is again the greatest part of it is this game really not that interesting as far as like gameplay is concerned. Oh, yeah, the man side is super boring. Like, the women, <laughs> it's like boring. card drafting, and you're, like, trying to piece together outfit. You have, like, a few, like, okay, you can only have two or three designers and only one piece of each type of clothing. Um, but your parameters are pretty open. But it is, like, funny to be, like, petty, like, for the women be like, oh, my hat's prettier than yours, or oh, I can't believe you would go to that store or whatever. And then to have... To be like, oh, here, husband, I did such good shopping today. I found such good bargains. And just to be dumb. Or, like, we play with our some of our friends. And, like, they had to do, like, fake accents with it. Like, I think the husband was doing, like, a British accent. And the wife did, like, some kind of Southern Belle accent or something. So that's what makes it really fun. Because it is, like, at its heart, like, a kind of silly, simple game. But it can be a really fun game. I really enjoy it. Yeah, the only issue that I can see with this one is... It would be hard to bring out to people who don't play a lot of games just because it has a lot of rules. It does. For as simple as this game is, it's kind of a beast to figure out and to teach the other people, especially if only one person knows how to play it and they have to teach both the lady side and the gentleman side. That makes it way more difficult. So if you have a lady that's played and a a gentleman that's played, either role, doesn't matter, and they can teach that side... That really helps because then the, the guy's side can do their thing, the lady side can do their thing, and one person doesn't have to try to organize it all because that's a mess. Right, that's kind of and that's kind of how we have done it, which is why I don't take this game places without Jason because 
I only know how to explain the lady side because I've only played the lady side because he always explains the gentleman side. So I just deal with the lady side and I don't ignore exactly what they're doing. I'm like, okay, during the first two phases, we will not interact with them at all. Who cares what they're doing? And then at one point, we're going to hand them our purchases and they'll hand them back. And that's the only interaction time that we have to worry about. Pretty much. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it can be a little much to teach, but once you do, it is super fun. It's a fun game. All right, and last, in a, in a very similar kind of fashion, um, my last game is Marrying Mr. Darcy, which, number one, has a soft place in my heart because I am a huge Jane Austen fan. Pride and Prejudice, I have read that book so many times. I've seen so many different adaptations of it. Um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, I've read the book, watched the movie. I, I really love Pride and Prejudice. So automatically, I wanted this game badly. At its heart, it's a card game. And you're just trying to um, collect, like, improve yourself with getting enough cards of certain symbols and avoid, like, social disaster cards, basically, um, so that you can have the right kind of characteristics to marry one of the better suitors and not the losers. Nobody wants to be getting a Mr. Collins when you could have a Mr. Darcy. Bingham or Bigum, whatever his name is. No, Bingley's fine. Wickham is the cad. Oh, yeah, Wickham. He's the one that somebody else has to pay to get them him to marry you because you're going to be scandalized or whatever. Um, but the fun thing about this game is, yeah, it's basic. You pull a card, you, you read it, you play it. Like it really isn't that interesting as far as gameplay goes, but role playing gets hilarious in this game. Because naturally people are like, oh, I, I want to marry Mr. Darcy. So you were kind of fighting tooth and claw to get all your reputation, your money, your wit up enough for Mr. Darcy to consider marrying you. We were playing this with one of our friends who worked at a prison or worked at a, the county jail. Huge dude. I'd say he was like, <laughs> what, 6'3", 300 pounds at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Huge dude. Bald head. He like... He shot guns. As a side job, yeah. was like a gunsmith. Like, the <laughs> yeah. manliest of men was playing this game with us, and he was, like, in it to win it. He was, like, <laughs> throwing me under the bus. He was after Mr. Darcy, yeah. man. He wasn't taking any exceptions. No, I don't want that, Collins. Not all Mr. Bingley. I'm after Mr. Darcy. It was so hilarious to hear him talk about it. That was really funny. He knew his Jane Austen too, like he did, which is even funny. I was yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, but he also didn't play a lot of games, a lot of like designer board games with us. Um, but he had played a lot of card games and like you know Uno and Sequence and all that stuff, and so he picked up on the gameplay really easy. Um, but actually surprised me and got into the theme, which is what makes it so fun. It's so ridiculous. You're, you know, you go to a ball and your lace slips. Oh, disaster. Like, how dare you? You trollop and your reputation goes down or whatever. Like, it's so hilarious that that is what's happening. Even though you're just like drawing a card, playing a card. But so that's marrying Mr. Darcy. But aren't there some women who don't want to marry darcy yeah i mean you each don't they have like their specific suitor or something? yes there are some that like you um i think get extra points but you don't know that you're not supposed to know that i mean oh, i right, know right, that because right. gotcha. i know i'm like oh if you have caroline right, bigley right. you know she wants mr darcy or she wants like a colonel you know if i have 
Kitty she or Lydia. They're the idiots that want to run off with every military officer and Wickham. Oh, yeah, because the suitor, that's on the back of the suitor card, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. See, okay. Yeah, I haven't played this game for a long time. But it, all in all, like Mr. Darcy and Mr. Bingley and even Colonel Fitzwilliam, they all have like high points on them. So any of them would really help you if you had collected some other points too. Right. But not a whole yeah. lot of game to it. Just fun. Right. We need to play this again sometime because we have Emma and I want to try the Emma cards. Me too. And I just went and watched that new adaptation of Emma and Bill Nighy Nye is hilarious. So hilarious. Um, there, I did see like a dude's butt at least once or twice in this movie. And I thought, what kind of movie is this? In a Jane Austen movie? Yes. Like in like the first five minutes. That's weird. Yeah, it was really weird, but it they cleaned it up after that. I don't know what was happening, but it was it was really funny, a really good interpretation. Um, but I would like to play at Emma to this, so it's a little bit of a different kind of twist on the game, which I think is already fun. So my those are my three: Bob Ross, Art of Chill Game, Banana, oh, True Colors, and Marrying Mr. Darcy. And my three are Homestretch, Bonanza, and Ladies and Gentlemen. So. What games do you guys like, even though other people may say they're stupid, even though they're completely silly, what do you just play because it just brings you joy? And I think we definitely need more of that um, throughout this kind of pandemic, everyday changing, uncertainty kind of thing. Let's spread some good news. So tell us. Go to our Facebook page. Get Join the Riveted. We'll let anybody in. We're all pretty okay here, so we don't have very high standards. Just request and we'll add you. Um, find us on Messenger, on Twitter, on the Instagrams. It'll be the YouTube. The YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. We got some good videos out there. So into the Echo side. <laughs> the, the ICP game video is out there, and you've got to see it. I, I think Jason wears a mask in it. <sighs> a luchador mask. I was. I did not <laughs> sanction that. Uh. It's wrestling, man. ICP does wrestling. Okay. So you need to go on YouTube, find the channel Board Game Mechanics. So definitely um, talk to us, connect on social media. It's so important to stay connected. And we would love to hear from you, especially me, because I am slowly going crazy in this house, seeing the same three people every day when I'm an extrovert. And I don't know any strangers, just people who haven't yet been forced to become my best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the pandemic is my dream come true because i just get to stay at home this is everything jason has ever wanted in life to stay at home never leave get food delivered not have to talk to anybody when they deliver it order it online the no contact pizza delivery oh Oh, man where's that been all my life like oh my gosh yes the pandemic's awful but (laughs) I'm just trying to make the best. It's an introvert's dream. So help me out, an extrovert, and talk to us on social media. And thanks, thanks for hanging in there. I hope that we help this whole thing feel a little bit brighter, um, be a little bit easier for you. So I'm Katie, and I'm Jason. And keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming.